Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant again. This is the Land Investing Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. Uh, today we have on a good buddy of mine, Larry Jarnigo out of Nashville, Tennessee. He is uh, kind of a, a brother from another mother when it comes to surgical sales, uh, college stuff, things like that, and um, and and kind of the the background that we've had as an individual, but then also he's also part of the master class. He also does a bunch of stuff all over the country. And uh, I really wanted to have him on and discuss kind of his background, where things are going for him, where things have been hard for him, good, bad, and ugly when it comes to master class and, uh, and kind of just get a feel for everything. So Larry, tell everybody kind of again, where you're from, uh, background, things like this. And I really want to hear that story about the 4th of July again and why you got <laughs> into the land. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So Larry Jarnigo, um, I've been doing land pretty much full time for about, I don't know, close to two years, maybe, uh, sent out my first letters in February. They started to hit in March of 21. So yeah, my background, um, like Trevor, I was in surgical sales. I worked for Johnson & Johnson, selling screws and rods that go in people's backs for, for 12 years. And, um, you know, for just having an undergrad degree, not, not being the, the sharpest tool, um, it's a, it is a great way to make a living. You know, it's a kind of prestigious job. You're working in the operating room with a neurosurgeon or orthopedic spine surgeon day in and day out. Um, and it's an awesome job, especially when you get it and you're 28 years old. But, um, you know, after a while, I just, I started to really do some soul searching on, on what I wanted to do. You know, you start getting surgeons coming in that are younger than you and you're thinking, man, I, you know, I don't want to do this when I'm 50. This is, this isn't as cool as I thought. And you have some kids and, um, yeah, this has just kind of started to build on me. I started to be around people that were entrepreneurs and friends doing their own things and, um, kind of came to a head. It was, it was the 4th of July. We we're going to the country club with some friends to watch the fireworks and getting all gussied up. And, uh, one of my surgeons called awesome guy, you know, I'd consider him a friend and he called and said, Larry, you know, get your shit. And someone fell off a rope swing and she's in the back of a Honda Accord flying up the interstate. So when can you be here? <clears throat> and so, you know, I had that call and my wife could tell it was, it was a work call and it was not good. So I had to run in and I was there till midnight and I was back the next morning at 6 a.m. to make sure I put all the equipment up in case something else happened. And that right there was just like, you know, a real kind of paradigm shift of like, all right, you know, this is not cool anymore. And it's kind of golden handcuffs. I mean, you can make a good living if you have some good accounts that know and like and trust you. And so, I started to go down all these different paths of what I was going to do with my life. Um, you know, and I'd meet up with buddies and they'd be like, what's your million dollar idea today, Larry? And um, just an array of different things. So I talked to some franchises. I looked at Amazon FBA. I looked at putting a crazy uh, cadaver lab when, when doctors train on new, new instruments and things they, they, usually go to a cool city like San Francisco or Las Vegas. And they didn't have that in Nashville. So I was like, you know, this is a great opportunity. Uh, that 
you know, it didn't really pan out. People I was partnering with were, were no good. And then uh, another one, we were going to put an IV hydration bar in the airport, which is like, you know, people that come and party and have hangovers and they want to, they need to recover. So anyway, long story short, I, I came across land and started to dig into the podcasts. And it's, it's really cool to be kind of on the other side now, um, actually being interviewed. But um, it, everything just made sense to me. I didn't want to, I, I loved real estate, had some Airbnb stuff and, and single family, but I never, um, I never knew about land. And I, I'm not like Trevor. I didn't grow up going out in the dirt, and shooting guns and all that stuff. So it was just real foreign and real cool. I didn't want to, I, I just wanted something that, you know, not everyone else is doing. I didn't want to take Karen and Steve to houses on Saturday afternoon. And so, uh, yeah, jumped right in and uh, uh, it's changed my life. It's been incredible. So how did you first, like, how did you first hear about land and who was like, you know, the, the podcast or the trainings or, or whatever it is, who was the first person that you kind of heard about this and made you kind of aware of that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, there's so much content in land now, or maybe I'm just so entrenched. It's all I see, but I think it was Mark Podolsky, you know, the land geek and listening to those guys and being like, you know, passive income, $10,000 a month. Like that's, you know, you, you hear that and you're like, hell yeah. And then I just started to dig in more and I really resonated with Justin and Adam uh, on their podcast. Just, you know, I'm, around the same age as those guys we have very similar backgrounds and it you know they they don't sugarcoat it and it just really spoke to me and i was like this is it so i bought the course and i've always been a guy where i've had shiny object syndrome and you know like i said i always had these ideas and different things and I started to send letters and already i've seen you know some feedback and people calling and i was like man you know I think, you know, this, this really does work. And so I kind of came to a head with my job where I, it was just time to go. And my wife was like, Larry, I, I'm so sick of hearing it. Tell your boss to F off. Just let's just do it. And I got to a point, I was so sick. I love your wife, but I never even met her. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> she's awesome. Um, and you know, to be transparent, she's got a great job. So you know, everyone's got different shoes, you know, I, I, I would definitely suggest you maybe do this for a while before you, you go all in to support your family, because if you're taking money out of your deals to live, you can't really snowball it. And so I was in a very fortunate position to be able to do that. And so I did, I, I basically told my, my boss to F off and I went all in and, and I really needed to, can, you know, I'm, I'm 40. And so I need to maintain a lifestyle and I didn't want to let my family down. So I was like, what do I need to do to accelerate my education and my success? And so I hired Justin and uh, we basically sat down every week to go over my deals and thank God we did. There were some that, you know, it's easy when you get started to look at deals and be like, yes, I'm going to make all this money. Look at this comp. And then as you get a little worn down, you're like, you only look at the bad comps and you start to really analyze things a little bit differently. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the deals is you, you want to be the most positive person in the world, 
uh, are you going to be the most negative person in the world when you're buying and the most positive person in the world when you're selling? You know what I mean? And just that's that's just the game, especially the flip game, you know? And so that's kind of how you became into my sphere was you hired Justin and then you had the opportunity to invest into the Bond Road project. Yeah, that was uh, that was life changing. And, you know, I was working pretty close with Justin and he hadn't really done anything that big yet. And Mm -hmm. it was a good chunk of change for me. And I I had still kind of been working on changing my mindset because for so long, I was even like a Dave Ramsey guy paying down my mortgage and different things. So to put this big chunk of money in some random place in the middle of Texas, I've been to Texas like twice in my life with some guy I hadn't even met in person, you know, and when you get into real estate and do different kinds of things, you just realize that there's going to be some risk, but um, you can't know everything. And you got to just sometimes go with your gut and go with people that you trust. And that deal was incredible. I got 191% return on my money. And, you know, that just put me in such a great place mentally to like have that chunk when it came back. And um, that just changed my mind on, okay, well now, now I know what's possible because when I first got into it, I'm like, oh, buy for 10, sell for 30. That sounds amazing. But, you know, when you can get into a completely passive side and invest with other people and in other deals, you know, it's mind blowing what, what the possibilities are. Yeah. And I think the cool thing with that is you had the courage and you had the belief in Justin because of the previous, what he'd been working with you and helping you with, then, then that allowed you to trust him whenever you're like, Hey, I need this much money and we're going to put it into this deal in Sutton County, Texas with some dude you never even met before. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people will be, no, I'm just saying like a lot of people would be, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. My thought was just, you know, Justin's obviously been on quite a trajectory in the last few years. And I was just like, it, you know, putting my faith in you, I want you to consider me for other things, you know, investment opportunities or masterclass and the masterclass, I, you know, I didn't even know, if, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of money that wanted to do it. And I'm in a pretty hot market in Tennessee. And so I didn't even know if I was going to get in. And uh, it was funny. I, I've talked to you and I talked to, to Justin and that's a big chunk of money. So I, you know, had to tell my wife about it and I kind of put it on her radar for a little and she's like, well, how much is it? I was like, I don't know. And I had her listen to the podcast where you guys were basically all talking about it. And she'd seen the proof in the pudding by Bond Road. Right. And I was like, you know, learning this is something I can do till I'm 70. And it's true. And so I had her listen to that podcast and she was like, is it going to be a hundred thousand? I was like, first of all, I don't know if we have that. Second of all, no, it's not. And so she was uh, super supportive and, uh, and that helped. And uh, yeah, I, I knew I had to do it just to be in the room with the people that are doing, doing big things and, you know, opportunities to invest in other people's deal. And then, you know, I've wanted to do these big deals and get, loan for 1.5 million and raise money, $2 million. Well, 
you can pop your chest out and, and do all that and, and take that down. But I wanted someone looking over my shoulder to say, hey, you're putting your family's money on the line. You're putting your house on the line. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a personal guarantee that you're putting on this. And I want someone to look over my shoulder and say, hey, you know, that, look at this comp. You didn't even see this and kind of go through everything. And I'm so glad that I did because um, I, I totally know what I'm doing now. And I have, I, I can, I feel like I have every tool in my toolkit. I have a subdivide going that's just on my own. I, I got through a mailer and I instantly saw the potential in it. And, you know, a year ago or so, I probably would have just flipped it and said, okay, you know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs. And now, now I feel like I could tackle anything. It's great. Yeah. And, and, and we're still a long ways from where we want to be. Right. Like that we've got, we've got some, now we've added an extra screwdriver or two, but now we need the full set when that comes to, you know, the partnership, the entitlements, the, there, there's lots of different stuff. We're just barely scratching the surface when it comes to that, you know, and that's, and that's the fun part. And that's what I enjoy the most out of working with each other, especially with the masterclass is, you know, because even me, I don't want to do all even all these deals that I can do by myself or just with me and dad or what, you know what I'm saying? And things like this, I still love having y'all involved because I enjoy working with people. I enjoy, <laughs> there's a lot to that. And then there's also a lot to that where I can diversify my risk on the investment side by investing in a deal in Tennessee or a deal in Mississippi or a deal in Arkansas or, or in Oklahoma or uh, in East Texas or whatever it is versus putting all my eggs in that individual basket. Right. That's that's where, you know, we, we talked about this previously. Whenever you come to, I'm a believer in, you know, when they talk about diversification on the stock market and things like this, you know, I'm a, the opposite of that. I believe in diversification in different locations and different price points, but I'm an expert in one thing and that's dirt, especially coming with forced appreciation on that. And so I'm only going to invest my money into what I know and I'm an expert in, right? I know the numbers. I know what it is. I am in this every freaking day, right? There may be poor, poor you know, dad or uncle or, you know, or other people that know more than me, but I am still in the top 1%, I believe, in what I do and how I run stuff. And that's always going to be a safer bet and a better investment, in my opinion, than me you know, you didn't, you had talked to Justin and you had never even met me and you're going to put some money into a deal and, you know, that's, that's showing really good rate of return in Texas you've never been to. And people will call you freaking crazy where instead of taking money and sending it to the mutual fund that you don't, to some nameless, faceless bullshit. And, and that's the way you're supposed to do stuff. Yeah. It's, as, it's as insane. A retail, as a retail investor with no insight, um, you know, you can know so much more when you're doing these deals. And just to kind of piggyback on what you're talking about, you know, me and you both come from sports backgrounds. You're a big football guy, a big soccer guy. We're still super competitive and do CrossFit. And we're just, you know, social people. We came from medical sales. And I love what we're doing in the masterclass and the subdivides because it really is a team sport, you know. It can get rough for me just sitting around my computer and looking at little flip deals. You know, I'm not going to turn down something that's buy for 10, sell for 30, but that doesn't really get my juices going. That just pays the bills, right? Now, when I when I got, yep. you know, an awesome 
realtor who's been doing it for 40 years and he's like man larry how'd you find this deal and you got him you got you know he knows the surveyor you're talking to the surveyor you get a banker on board it's such a cool feeling where you can find some country bank you've never even heard of you tell him what you're doing and he's like yeah i get it let's do it it's so exciting pulling together money and having people that know like and trust you to do it it's um it's just a team sport and it's super exciting. That's what I love about it. And and some days, you know, like, you know, we're on we're what three, four, five hours a week. We're on calls and answering questions and doing this and, you know, sending deals in and getting deal reviews. And, and so it's a lot of work for us, right? Like Justin, Adam and I, you know, and, and yes, we're, we're paid well, but also I'm like, well, I could probably make more money if I spent six hours a week doing this, you know what I mean? But the value that I get and the the true happiness and the way that I can feel part of a team, just like you got done talking about, is worth, again, plus opportunities to invest in other deals and stuff like this. But like that is worth more. That, that's Those are the highlights of my week by far. You know what I mean? When we can all get on on a call and chop it up. And, and like we said, you know, just because I don't know shit about perks because I don't have to deal with that where I'm at. I don't, I don't have to worry about elevation. I don't have to worry about topography. You have to deal with that shit all the time. However, because of you having to deal with that, now I've added one more thing or two more things to check in my checkbox, right? Say I want to say I come across a deal. Somebody calls me off of Facebook because of this podcast and they've got a deal in Tennessee or in northern Arkansas or southeast Oklahoma where it's a granite you know what I mean? Like wall and things like this. I don't know that, but I've learned that from you, from your ordeals, right? That's, that's the value there, right? And like that collective genius of us all and the experiences that we have. And, and just because I can talk to several brokers and I've got a little team and things like this, that doesn't mean that, you know, just like Justin's, uh, Pache's deal, you know, talking about, Hey, they used to be able to put this many entrances, entrances in, but now you can't, right? It's got to be sightline and speed and all this other stuff, right? All these things, they all go into your brain. And all of a sudden, whenever you're defining it, coming across those things, you automatically, that's the true knowledge and experience that I'm getting without having to go through the shit storm myself. And that, in my opinion, is invaluable, right? And that also, that's, we'll, we'll go a little bit different with this, Larry. Do you think that, what we do on this masterclass, do you think that can't be sold in a mass turned course, right? Like there's just too many moving freaking parts. There's way too many moving parts. Like there's no book or individual course that you can just be like, Hey, there, here it is. Right? Like, I don't think so, but I, I want, I want your honest opinion. I mean, do you think that you can do that? No, I, I mean, I, I've been a big believer in education and getting my hands on everything. So, you know, I've done a ton of education. I did, I did the blueprint with Justin and Adam. I did land flipping 101 with Chris Thomas. She lives over here in Nashville. We had coffee and stuff. You know, they have the wholesale strategy. It's not really my cup of tea. She, she's, she's a boss. She's a Bosch kind of deal, right? Where you put it under contract and yeah. kind of do it that way. Just wholesale them. Okay. Yep. Yeah, put the contract up for six months and all that. And, you know, we don't need to get into that, but it's really not what I like to do. I'd prefer to just pick 
better property. No, and, and, and again, it works for different. Uh, every every technique works, right? Every technique yeah. works if you work it hard enough. It's just it was certain ones are going to appeal to us as an individual. But anyway, right. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And then I've I've got Clint Turner stuff, and he's got some awesome stuff when it comes to you know actually building business. So you know I have an assistant now. And, She's been able to go through all the courses and she knows, you know, what she needs to do in her role and actually having the documents and things to hire. That was really helpful. And then uh, lately I've been doing EB Farmer, you know, the the land flipper. And he and he's got I mean, yep. that's his strategy is, is, it, is what we're talking about. It's buy a 10 acre track and cut it up. But you, you know, you really need some accountability and that's what you guys do a really good job of in the master class because you really got to dig in and, and learn things. Now people that, you know, know that I'm in the master class and know about subdividing, they'll reach out to me and say, Hey, look at this. And I'll be like, that's terrible. Also, you can't build a road in that County because they used to allow it. And then, and then those, those private roads go to garbage and they all fight about it and the County's over with it. So this is completely not even, you know, not even an option. So you really got to go one-on-one -on -one sometimes with people to dig in. It can't just be some kind of guided thing because you're, you're not going to have answers to roadblocks. Yep. No, for, for sure. And, and I think that's, what's really, really cool and infuriating and the best thing and the worst thing about what we're doing and, and things like this is because it's a moving target all day long. Right. In different counties, in different areas, in different all this other stuff. And every time you think you got it figured out, someone came through and did a leg sweep on your ass, you know, and put you in a body bag. And you're like, oh, shit, now I can't do that anymore. Now my numbers, instead of a $15,000 road, now it's going to be $87,000. And I'm going to have to pay half a million dollars less than what they wanted. And no, here's what everyone, especially, especially especially you in these higher end areas, you know, Jason and some of the North Texas and Austin and all that stuff. Like now those people are still expecting those numbers that were a year ago. Right. And that's what we're running into. A lot of this stuff with stuff that's on market, everyone's still expecting that number. And with the nice thing, good thing and the bad thing about dirt is you're not taxed out the ass, right? Especially with the ag stuff. So it doesn't cost you anything. It's not eating you alive on a monthly basis. Most people have owned all this stuff for a long time. Family, been passed down with families, whatever it is. And so they can kind of just sit on it, you know? And that's one of, and that's one of my favorite questions to ask a broker is I was like, Hey, are these guys real sellers or not? And they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Because they'll be like, eh, no, they're just kind of waiting on a windfall or yeah, they need to sell. You know, and they might not tell you the bottom dollar, but if they tell you that, then I have a completely different uh, outlook and the way I'm going to offer my, send my offers in, right? And that's okay. Like, it all works and everything changes. You know, people are easy, or, or real estate's easy, people are hard. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of one of those things where sometimes, it, and you want to bang your head against the wall, whenever you're, you're doing this stuff, you know, especially when you're the one that's making the offers, you're the one that's doing the underwriting, you spend all this time, you're emotionally invested, you've done all this stuff. 
and things go sideways, right? That's hard to come up on, especially if you put it under contract. You're already counting the dollar bills and it won't perk or things like this. And, you know, your earnest money went hard or whatever it is, or you had to pay for some perk tests, three or four or five thousand dollars and nothing went right, which is still better than buying the thing and getting hamstrung. But to, to pick yourself up off the ground again and keep going, that's where that whole the master class, the calling somebody, you know, you know, to be able I'm sure you and Max have tons of phone calls about stuff, you know what I mean? And bitching and moaning or excitement or whatever it is like, that's what we need when we no longer live that corporate lifestyle where we've got a coach that's on top of us or a man sales manager or a owner or a whatever that is. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that it's not, maybe not quite as good as <laughs> somebody cracking the whip over you. You know what I mean? But it, it's, the cool thing with them is they're going through the same emotional roller coaster that you are because they're entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had a $400,000 property under contract paid for a surveyor perk guy to go out there and they were awesome. And he was just totally honest. He's like, man, this, this isn't going to work for what you're trying to do. It's not going to perk. And, and you know, there's got these drainage issues for the shapes that you want to do. And, you know, it was, it was a, you know, it hurts. You take a beating and you find a property online and you call the broker. And like you said, you can't get a good deal because it's just, there's a lot of the, the land market is very strange compared to houses and houses like wholesalers. They get people that are in a situation like their parent died and that was their house. All these different scenarios with land. Worst case scenario, they're paying a few hundred dollars a year in taxes. So there has to be, you know, there has to be pretty big motivation. You find the ones that are on market. It's like, you know, they might be buddies with a realtor or a land guy or something like that. And, and, and they say, yeah, it might be worth uh, two million bucks. We can throw it up there and see what happens. You know, it's not <laughs> yes. necessarily. That's why, that's why you ask them, hey, are, you, is, are these folks real sellers? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, I'll sell it if I can get what I want, right? You, okay. you come across that a lot. And it can be very difficult. But, it, you know, the returns yep. can be so much better. I mean, when we're underwriting, it's 125% return. So <laughs> you're not going to find that. You, yep. you know, you talk about what you do with some household sailor that did all this terrible work and months of all, you know, all this team and people quitting and all this stuff and they make 20,000 bucks. It's like, oh, I don't even want to tell them about what I'm doing. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. And, you know, that's the interesting thing, you know, talking about talking about that. And the real reason, like what we do is and I keep bringing it up because it's, it is the, the difference, at least that I know of. I mean, is the delta when it comes to CapEx capital costs that we can force the value through the subdivide, you know, power, you know, whatever that may be. There's nothing else that has such amount of leverage Right. Just like Carlsbad. Right. Like buy that thing. Two point seven. You know, you buy it. We're going to spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in CapEx on it. Right. To basically get it where it's going to be. And it's going to be over two million dollars in force appreciation. Right. Like I don't know where else you spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in capital expenditures. You know, you could do that on one flip house in Nashville. Easy. You know what I mean? To try to make 40 grand. 
you know? And so, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know of anything else that works as well as, as what we do. You know what I mean? And if you do it right, I mean, you can get your ass yeah, in a bind too. It, it's the, it's, it's so cool too, that it's, it's like, you know, the oldest move ever, you know, this has been going on for hundreds of years, you know, since people could own land is bringing stuff that, that people can't afford and making more of it for people that can't afford it. It's just beautiful. And that's what I absolutely love is that prices of dirt have gone so damn high, especially in Texas, Tennessee, things like this, but all across the country, fewer and fewer people can afford those larger tracks, especially non-trophy assets. You know, let's just talk about Texas, not, you know, non-live water, non-lake views, you know, things like this. That's not that like the, the average recreational buyer that even has a good job that wants to, to own their 200 acres to go hunting on or their 20 acres to get away from downtown Dallas or something like this within an hour or two, you can't afford it. You can't freaking afford it. And those are people with good jobs, right? Those are people with like C-suite, you know, make quarter million dollars or more a year that are extremely bankable, all this other stuff. But when you got a hundred acres that, you know, 15 years ago went for, you know, 300,000 and now it's 1.3, 1.4, people aren't going to do that nor can they, you know what I mean? And so especially your neck of the woods, right? Like, I don't know what 200 acres is, you know, within 40, 45 minutes to an hour of Nashville, but it ain't cheap. No, it's not. And it, it's, it's not that common. It's just been, it's, it's, there's just not, it's not a big estate, right? It could fit a lot of Tennessee's into Texas and it's already been picked yeah. apart quite a bit. So you find some, bigger acreages and you know you know might have some topo issues and some road issues yeah but but even even then right like so so what if you you know you fi even finding a 20 acre track right like we had on the call the other day like even finding a 20 acre track with the right kind of frontage or, or whatever that may be right and turning them and maybe biting the bullet and dealing with a little bit of a headache because you've got that right surveyor that's like no dude we're supposed to keep them above tens, but I can get you a variance. It's gonna we're gonna have to jump through these little hoops, but this one fits perfect for it, right? That's a deal. And the cool thing with that, especially a high price stuff, it's it's the same thing as is low cap rate apartment complex. If you have a game plan for it, expensive stuff can make you rich, rich, right? Cheap stuff is just tough, right? Like cheap stuff is just tough to force that kind of appreciation, right? Whether you're buying it for a thousand, turn it to two thousand bucks an acre, whatever that is. But if you can find something that's worth, you know, 10,000 bucks an acre and turn it into 20,000 bucks an acre, right? Like say you turn, you know, a 40 into some fives and you're all of a sudden it went from 10,000 bucks an acre to 20,000 bucks an acre. Man, that's more, that's on one little project that's not that hard, right? Like you, you went, you made what, uh, well over what an average person does with not that much work in a year. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't take that many of those those projects to go on, right? And that's what we had that conversation the other day. And that's what we, you know, Justin Adam and Adam and I probably screwed up with with y'all's first class is we should have been like, hey, don't try to buy that ten million dollar place. <laughs> right? Just because it's cool. Like there's a there's a there's a every single county, every single area, things like this, there's gonna be a break point that really makes a lot of sense to you, right? as far as the acreage, the locations, the, you know, the school district, whatever that is, 
find that out and go deep into that versus just being like, oh, like, like you said, whenever you don't have a clue what the hell's going on or you know just enough to be dangerous, that's when you think everything's a deal. Yeah, it's funny you said that because when, when we first got in, especially Max, <laughs> we were just like, I mean, literally going on all the different on-market sites and, and going most expensive to least expensive and be like, we're just going to buy this one for $6 million and then we're just going to chop it up now for 12 And it was just so dumb. And now, you know, <laughs> I've done smaller subdivides and it's such good learning lessons because now you know the process, you know what you might come across with the perk and culverts and getting all these guys kind of, you know, together to, to make something happen. And it's just more reps. And so that when you do come across that, you know, big time, you know, $3 million property that has the attributes, the water, the electricity, the road, um, you know, you're, you're ready to go. You know exactly what to do. So yeah, I, you know, people don't need to just only be thinking that this is going to be for the Holy grail that the one time they come across it. Yeah. Well, and especially like the, the folks that are just sending out the offers, right? Like, you know, and they may be sending 50, 60, 70, $80,000 offers out, hoping for a flip and maybe somebody comes in, you know, it's worth 150, you know, the way it sits and they want 110, you know, you offered them 80 or whatever the hell it is, but it, it turns into three easy parcels, right? Like you can still pay more. You can pay a lot more than what, than what you thought you could and still make a lot more money. Like that's, that's, you know, that's turning, you know, trash into treasure in my opinion. Well, you you've like I said, you've been been through the the master class and and things like that. Like, where do you see, you know, obviously you've invested in yourself, you've invested in in your own marketing. You know, you've even got TV commercials, you got all this other stuff. Where do you see yourself through twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four? You know, ha, have you have you really done a deep dive into that where you want to be? You know, kind of your marketing or your plans and things like that. Like where. What is Larry kind of focusing on in the next year, you know, 24 months? Yeah, it's a great question. And like we mentioned, uh, I try not to get too much shiny object syndrome with all these different things I could be doing. And, you know, even my TV commercials, sometimes someone will come across like something with a house on it or whatever. And that's like, well, you know, maybe I, maybe I should do homes. But I've just been trying to really stay focused to understand what I'm doing. So like my first year, it was just like do deals, even if they're not going to be like the biggest home runs, that was a different market than it is now. And so now I, I know, you know, I know the process, I know what to do. And I've just been focusing on a lot of marketing to just get good properties that I see them, that I know they're going to sell, that I know they're going to make money. So I might spend a lot more than, you know, your regular Joe that's, you know, analyzing these spreadsheets and their pricing to every little penny. I mean, I'm not, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on, on, on bigger deals. I use, I, I have a banker in, in a couple different areas that I'm able to leverage. You know, you buy a hundred thousand dollar property and you're putting 25 into it. It can be game changing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't really sat down and done a good job of being like, where is this going to be in two to three years? I think I'm 
I'm still just so happy that I made this move and that it's working out. I was able to replace my income. I take my kids up to the bus stop every morning at 8.30. We have incredible vacations coming up this year. And um, yeah, it's now it's just, you know, what does that next level look like? Because I, I know a lot of guys in this space and some have 10 employees with all these virtual assistants and an HR manager. You know, some just do a million dollars and they have one assistant, um, but they do a lot of work themselves. So, you know, I probably need to sit down and take a pen to paper and really figure out what that looks like. You know, they're, they're, I live in a great area in South Nashville. Uh, some days I wonder about getting involved in my area and, and, you know, scouting out stuff for builders or whatever that would look like. Um, it's just, I, I, I struggle with sitting behind a computer all day. So, um, I need to figure out, figure that out a little bit, but there's just, there's a lot of possibilities, you know, getting into the development world and, and calling on people that, uh, you know, have the sewer at the road, you know, there's just so many different avenues you can go, but that's just a different animal. And again, I don't know if I want to do that because what we do now is pretty beautiful. You send a surveyor out, now you have 10 properties when you have one and it takes about a month and, and then you can take it to market with a drone pilot immediately. So um, I'm still figuring that out. And um, either way, I'm, I'm super excited where it's going to lead for sure. Talking about that, you know, we, we kind of mentioned that the other day when we were talking. Explain to me again, like, I loved how you're talking about, like, what you're working on today is going to pay the bills in Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something that really drives me you know when i when i quit my job i just still had this mentality and it's it's come from years and outside sales i was selling payroll outsourcing as kind of a stepping stone to get into medical sales and it was just brutal i mean it's 7 a.m you meet at the office and everyone's out there and you're in a suit and you're knocking on doors to small business owners and i'll never forget my boss this is female boss who's younger than me and like a foot taller than me just real intimidating and she uh she called me at like four o'clock on a friday and was like hey you know your numbers could be better so you need to be out in your territory cold calling you know at least another hour maybe two or you can come in on monday and, and tell everyone why you decided to let them down so i just have the mindset of like you know working hours are for working hours you know, after I take my kids to the bus stop, I'm in a button up every day and I take it seriously. I, I'm not just wearing, you know, I'm not just like in my pajamas being like, oh, I'll, I'll just go on a walk now. You know, I, I take it very serious to try and be efficient with my time. And I'm willing to try new things that might probably fail. And the way the business was, even when I first started, which was not that long ago, two years ago, I mean, it was just send some generic letter. I changed my letter, I got QR codes. I have a commercial in Alabama. You know, I, I have my assistant doing text messages. So it's, it's constantly evolving and I'm constantly, um, you know, looking at what I could do, what, what I could do better. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully that answers it. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's also, you know, and, and I've talked, we've talked about this, all of us, uh, the group and things like this. And it's one of those things where, you know, when you have a job, you had a quota, you had a territory, you had a number of calls, you had all this other stuff. Well, now the freaking world's your oyster, boy, you know, or gal. How, how big old 
how big oyster do you want to be, right? Like that's that's really what it comes down to. And the thing is, is when you don't get specific, and I'm dude, I'm I'm talking from experience, right? Like right now, even now, like I'm like, okay. I know what I really probably need to be doing, but there's other opportunities that could probably push me over the multiple seven figures a year kind of deal that would probably be less headache than where I really probably should be, which is like the capital stack, right? Raising tons of money, doing all this, you know, providing capital to everyone in our group and, and you know, other, other opportunities there. And that's the long-term option, but there's also a lot of lower hanging fruit that, you know, especially as a licensed person, like being able to on the referral network, doing all this other stuff. Like that's something I had a, about an hour long conversation yesterday afternoon. Like hell I was on the phone for probably nine hours yesterday. Had a phone call, long phone conversation with a buddy of mine that is a, a very successful real estate, like on the, on the residential side, he's no longer in on the retail side, but anyway, he's no longer in production. He still runs his team. And I'm just like, he's like, dude, you know, I hadn't talked to him for a while. And we were talking about stuff, and and he was like, "Man, so what? You do this stuff all over? Like, you know, it just blew his blew his mind." He's like, "Well, why are you why are you not getting referrals on everything? Like, if they call you and say, hey, I want to sell, why don't you why why don't you have a, a referral all across the damn country? Or why don't you have all your guys sending you all the deals that they want to sell, and then have referrals and get paid on it that way?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, but that's a whole business unto itself. And and how many people do I want to hire? And well, how the CR, because that is a, it's not capital intensive, but it is, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of leads and headaches and everything else like that and touching base and doing all this other stuff. So, you know, say, say we put together our own, everybody put together our own LLC and then everyone got paid off of a percentage. If I was just the, the one licensed guy, then I could potentially, everyone in the group could be part of the LLC. We could still give you a percentage of the, you know, whatever we wanted to on the referral fee, right? And we could still do that. But I'm like, at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's a perfect shiny object for me. Right. You know, Absolutely. I'm just like, ooh, ooh, right? Like, ooh, but, uh, is that also, the right answer? But it, it I don't also know. So goes back to, to answer your question, though, about, about Christmas, like what we're doing right now is what's going to pay those bills. You know, this stuff takes a while. And when you first get into it, you're like, oh man, buy for 10, sell for 30. Well, that takes a while. You know, you talk to someone on the phone the first time, you're not usually sending a contract that day and getting it to title. Like you're talking to them for a while, you get it to title, then they're taking a month or more. And then you're marketing it for a month. And then you get a closing date. That's in another month. So even though, I'm really happy because I'm pretty hard on myself, which we've talked about. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my pipeline right <laughs> now. I've got a couple of deals that are looking like six-figure deals. And it would be easy for me to tap the brakes and be like, hey, you know, look, look at what you've done. You know, you're replacing your income in the first six months of the year. Um, but I know, you know, what I'm doing today and why I got to go in the office and grind is because this is what the end of the year is going to look like. And if I want to, you know, do big things and, you know, treat my family the way I want to, then I got to go to work every day. I'm not going to go play golf on a Tuesday morning. And yeah, of course I do do things during working hours, 
like anybody else. But I try to stay focused because it's not really about today and and it's about that pipeline down the road. And and that's that's the key to everything, at least that I've figured out, right? If you want to learn the violin, if you want to be really fit, if you want to make tons of money, if you want to have a great relationship with your spouse or your children, if you want to have great relationships with your friends, it's not one big ass push. It's the day to day deposits, right? And that day to day discipline and doing all that stuff. Like there's no, because that's how nature works, man. Right? Like you can't, you, <laughs> you don't, you don't hold a gun to a, a an apple seed and say, Hey, give me some fruit. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes time. And if you're trying to build something really freaking big, as cliche as it is, like the broader your base, the the stronger your, your foundation, you know what I mean? Like that's all the cliche business stuff, because there's a reason it's cliche because it's the freaking truth. And anytime you try to hack it or try to fight it or anything else like that, you're setting yourself up for one disappointment and two failure, right? Because then you're going to be disappointed and you're like, shit, I bought this thing. Well, I mean, one of the deals I sold in Arizona the other day, like I was expecting a bigger sale. I ended up taking it, still made $43,000 or $43, on the deal, but I was expecting closer to a hundred, but it sat there for several months. You know, the, the market changed, all this other stuff, had a cash buy. I didn't even fight them, right? Like they lowballed me and I was just like, sure, whatever, who cares, right? I'm in, I'm in good enough with my good enough basis. But like, if you expect... And that's that's true with all real estate, but especially land. If you expect hit top dollar, especially in a falling market, you know where you think that the the deals were six months ago. You know, I still have people call me all the time. Oh man, you know, send me the comps, and you're like, they're all from last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, like early last year or you know, 2021. I was like, those aren't even real anymore. Don't don't look at that at all. And, and so it's just one of those things, especially, especially a subdivide, but even on, even on a flip, especially a subdivide, hell, it may take you six months before you get the thing to market the way you really want to, right. And start getting everything going. Like that's, that's just the way it freaking is. And that is the trade-off when you have all that, you know, what we just talked about, the big, the Delta, as far as forcing tons of appreciation, everything's a trade-off in life. And this is one of the trade-offs when it comes to dirt is it doesn't trade as fast usually as single family homes in good, good areas. Yeah. I, I think it's important to be totally transparent with all this to anyone listening. I mean, the bond road ranch deal. Yeah. I got 191% return money in to money out in six months. Unbelievable. Well, me and Max have a subdivide in Tennessee right now that we bought this summer. We have one under contract of nine properties. So, you know, it's still dirt. You're not going to lose money. It's just, it's not going to be the return that we thought it would. So, you know, it's just That's, something. That, the nice that, thing about that is you're still. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not like everyone's a home run, right? When it comes to subdividing. No, no, and, and that's just business. And if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? And that's just kind of the way it is. So, um, man, is there there anything else? Like I said, it's been coming on an hour. I know you got to get on a call here in a little bit and everything. Um, 
anything else you want to kind of talk about one way or other? And if not, then let everybody know how they can get a hold of you. You know, especially partner on some stuff. Tell them where all you work and working on and things like that. So maybe they can bring you some deals and y'all can do some stuff together. Yeah, no, feel free to reach out to me. I, you know, like you, I'm a big believer in the whole go-giver stuff of, of putting time in to help other people and only come back to reward you. So um, I obviously work in Tennessee, uh, North Alabama, North Mississippi, some South Carolina. Uh, those are kind of some of my main areas, a little bit of Wisconsin. But um, yeah, I'm always up for looking at deals, helping people even realize, you know, what you're, you know, even if you send me garbage, I used to send Justin garbage. So I remember having this big deal. It was just, you know, a clip. And I, you know, when you don't know what you don't know, you think big acreage, subdivide, perfect. And um, if I can help people kind of open their eyes a little bit, then that's great. And if we can partner, you know, um, I'm, I love talking about those strategies and getting with a bank or whatever we need to do, private money. There's just um, so many different options. It's exciting to talk about if you, if you think you found something. So, yeah, my company is Land Exit Advisors. You can just reach out to me at Land Exit Advisors at Gmail. Um, call me, text me. My number is 615-557-3759. And, uh, yep, happy to help out. But, yeah, Trevor, All right, guys, if y'all, I guess... Again, this is a full circle for me driving in my car at 6.30 in the morning to the hospital thinking, man, these land guys, they, they probably just got out of bed and they're doing a podcast. And uh, it's just so cool to be on the other side. And I'm really honored that you uh, that you reached out. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and like I said, guys, Larry is the real deal. He's doing stuff kind of all over in that southeast united states so if you've got something in that neck of the woods reach out to him um like i said uh good guy knows his stuff so you're you're in good hands so um larry man i appreciate you and uh we will talk to you soon sounds great buddy